Purpose is the world's best alarm clock. Every morning, every morning, lean into something on purpose. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of So, Google it. Go ahead. Finding My Purpose. Google that, would you? Big time search keyword kind of thing which basically means it's on a whole hell of a lot of people's minds. So I searched how to find my purpose and found something to help me do so, to help anyone to find their purpose in life. And you know what it was? It was a list of 133 questions, a list that was seemingly both, well, both exhaustive and exhausting. 133 questions intended for finding purpose. And guess what? Everyone is about you. Meaning, oh, the examples are crazy. What do you like? What did you like as a child? Uh, what are your favorite things to do? What are the things that you don't like doing? What do people always come to you for? What do people never come and ask you about? You, 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 you. If there were 26 letters in the alphabet, 26 of them are about you. Now, the link for this thing is below for those who want to know. But I'm going to warn you ahead of time, go slow. Because there may be only so much of you that even you can handle. Now... As an alternative to this, I'll have you consider. There was one best-selling book, one best-selling all-time book, where the first page begins with one line, just four simple words in a sentence, and that four-word sentence potentially undoes all 133 of those other questions, no matter what the answers were, because as that four-word sentence so simply puts it, it's not about you. That book's title, by the way, is The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I'm pretty, honestly, I'm, I'm really, I'm not just pretty, I'm very familiar with that book. I grew up in the church that Rick Warren founded with his wife Kay side by side. I was with them stride by stride. They started that thing like 40 some years ago in what we used to call the little theater in my high school. No matter, what does matter really is this. That this book on the topic of living a life on purpose, while well, it turned the conventional interpretation of personal purpose purposefully on its posterior, yep, it did so on purpose. 
Yet even today, apparently, experts, as people refer to them, or as they refer to themselves, <coughs> I do not do that, they still get lost in the more is better basic blunder of how much can we find out about you to help you find your purpose. Are they right? Uh, no, probably not. Are they wrong? No, they can't be entirely. All right, so let's look at Warren's purpose-driven life statement of, it's not about you. What do you think about that? Is he right or is he wrong? Well, if you ask me, yes, probably both. See, since purpose is a get-to, not an I've got to, then perhaps the question on purpose should be two-part. Like, so you want purpose? Well, is it going to begin and end with you? I got to tell you, some folks do not feel the drive to dial in and draw down on personal purpose. It's not their thing. It's not something they have to ask anything about or ask for or ask for help dialing in on. Some folks are just full and fulfilled from day one being parents. Okay? It fulfills them. And they know the moment that parenthood finds them, that their personal purpose has pounced on them, and that's it. They're fulfilled, it's a fun-filled future ahead, and the sooner that they get to join the geriatric grandparent club, the more everything just makes sense. But they are our exception in our society today. They're not our ruling class. Defining purpose is different than the universal meaning of life, which we've discussed before, you know, on this podcast. And yet, it's also far heavier than specific goals because, you know, we can have a goal of scraping enough together to make a living and make ends meet. But does that really meet the definition of how we define to others our purpose for living? Personal purpose is the stuff of fables and legends. It gets us out of bed every morning. It gets us focused in and furiously on point every day. And it finds us every night in our pre-sleep players. <laughs> our prayers, not our players. Oh well, who wants to be a pre-sleep player anyways? We actually focus a lot on our purpose when we are most tired and fatigued and we've had our most fulfilled days. We are most grateful in our pre-sleep prayers. And hopefully, if we're lucky, it greets us again every morning. Personal purpose is life's greatest alarm clock. Because honestly, once it has us out of bed, well, we're more like partners with our life's purpose. We don't own it. Once we let it get us up and get us going, we're now serving it every bit as much as it serves us. Do you remember the story? The famous old story of the wise, worldly, and wealthy man from days long gone by. The man who had what most people would call a lost and lazy son. Now, his dad never said that, but people would. The son spent his time sleeping in late and spending time with his friends out late. And as the years passed, well, the wise old dad began to worry about his son's future. And he recognized the need to give something to his son so that he can take care of himself and maybe even a family to be. So he called his son to his office and said, My son, you are no more a kid now. You must learn to take responsibilities and understand life and get the most out of opportunities. He continued, I want you to find the real purpose of your life. And when you find it, remember it always so that you will lead a life fulfilled with happiness and joy. He then handed his son a duffel bag. And that duffel bag contained four pairs of clothes, one for each season. There also were some raw food grains, some lentils, a little money, and a map. His father then said, I want you to go find my most important treasure. I've drawn a map of the place where the treasure is hidden. You need to go and find it. 
and you need to tell no one along the way of your intentions. This is our little secret. <laughs> the son loved this idea. I don't know, maybe he thought it was like a video game. The next day, he eagerly set out on a journey to find the treasure. He had to travel really far, across borders, forests, rivers, plateaus, and mountains. The days turned into weeks and weeks into months. On the way, he met a lot of people. Some nice to him, some not so nice. So seasons changed along the way. When the weather was unpleasant, he'd halt for the day and continued his journey when the weather was cleared and nicer. Finally, after what was a long year, he reached his destination on the map. It was a cliff. The map showed the treasure being placed below the cliff under the tree. Upon spotting the tree in question, he began to dig the ground with his hands. He searched and searched around it, under it, on it, but found nothing. He spent two days looking and digging for the treasure to the point that the tree actually began to unroot and shift. By the third day, he was so exhausted that he decided to leave. Disappointed over his father's lie, he angrily headed back to his home. On his way back, he experienced the same changing landscapes and same changing seasons. This time, however, when he halted, it was actually to enjoy the blooming flowers in spring and the dancing birds in a monsoon. He would choose to break and stay in places only to watch the sunset amidst the frame of paradise or to enjoy pleasant summer evenings. When he first left home, he had some food, but even less money. And because of the journey he was taking was to find the treasure that would give him more than he needed for his return trip home. Unfortunately, remember, he didn't find the treasure where it was marked on the map. So since the supplies that he carried were over by now, he had to learn to hunt and make arrangement for his own meals. He also learned how to sew his clothes and shelter himself. This trip home was not what he thought he had signed up for. It was different than the trip there. He was now able to determine the hour of the day by the position of the sun when it arose. And he planned his journey accordingly. He also learned how to protect himself from the wrong type of animals and some of the wrong types of people. Traveling on, he met the same people that he'd come across before, but this time he'd stay a few days with those that had helped him in the past in some way or another to repay them. He realized how nice that they were to an ordinary passerby, this time one in well-worn clothes, stitched and mended, one who had nothing to offer to them in return. When he reached home, he realized it had been two and a half years since he left that place. He walked straight into his father's room and yelled, Father! The father immediately turned, rose to his feet, hugged his son, gave him, gazed at him keenly in the eyes and asked him, So, how was your journey, my son? Did you find the treasure? The son began, The journey was fascinating, father, but please forgive me, for I wasn't able to find the treasure. Maybe somebody took it before I reached it. The son surprised himself by what he had just said. He wasn't angry at his father anymore. Instead, he was asking for forgiveness. My son, there wasn't any treasure at the mark on the map in the very first place, his father answered smiling. But why did you send me to find it then, he asked. I promised you a treasure to last your lifetime and I will not let you down, my son. But first, as I asked, you tell me, how was your journey to the place? Did you enjoy it? The son responded, Of course not, father. I had no time. I was worried someone else would find the treasure before I did. I was in a hurry to reach that cliff. 
The boy continued, but after failing to find what I was looking for anywhere near that tree, honestly, I did enjoy the journey on my way back home. I made many friends and witnessed miracles, big and small. Every day, I learned so many different skills and the art of survival. There was so much that I learned. Apparently, it made me forget the pain of not finding the treasure. The father said to him, Exactly, my son. I want you to lead your life with a goal, but if you remain too focused on just the goal, then you miss out the real gains of this life, the genuine treasure. The truth is, my son, life has no greater goal at all other than to just experience it and grow with it every single day, all day, dawn to dusk, with friends and with those who are on our journey together towards becoming friends. The moral of the story? What we think we want when we're not really thinking yet can be the thing that pulls us out of our own misery beds and helps us find what we really need and ultimately want, which is to be really thinking, thankfully. Yeah, it's a fable. Yeah, it's kind of cliche. But like I told one of my kids just the other day, the reasons that cliches hang around long enough that multiple generations can call them cliches is because there's just the right amount of truth to them. Remember, if finding purpose in life is a get-to, not an I've got to, then ask yourself. So, say you decide you want purpose. Is it going to begin and end with you? And which you? The one who thinks the way you do today? Or the one who is thankful they're no longer only the person that they once were today? And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry from page 39. Never put off till tomorrow what may be done day after tomorrow just as well. Mark Twain. And the guide's point of view on this? What's your rush? Why the hurry? Once it's done and over with, will you have finished it too early? So what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided Journal System. What have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just mapped out for you? Where have you added to the world that wasn't just about you? Now, be grateful for all of that. Reflect on it. Respect it. And before you navigate somewhere next, like and subscribe to show that you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean L-E-A-N Guide enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share and navigating your way to something new and next.